What's up? This is Makad Brooks. I'm playing James the Bridge Olsen. That's right. And you are listening to Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio. Super, 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 super girl radio. Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are continuing our Kelly rewatch with an audio commentary for the season one episode of Supergirl titled Solitude. This is the third episode, and one might also say it's the penultimate episode oh. of Kelly's arc, <laughs> uh, featuring Carly Nikonen on the series. And according to IMDb.com, she is listed as playing woman. That's that's uh, <laughs> that's her title in this in this episode. She's she's been. I feel uh, like she's she's like downgraded. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in one of the episodes, she actually is called Kelly, and so I, it's very confusing to me as to why she doesn't get to continue to be called Kelly. Uh, so yeah, in in that regard, she is downgraded because she gets her name taken away from her. So uh, we'll have, we'll have to see what her part in this uh, in this episode is. I assume she'll be at Catco. So we'll have to look for the cat co scenes. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep my eye out. Like a hawk. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we'll have to see what, what Kelly's up to in solitude. Cause again, for listeners who have who have just joined us on Supergirl Radio, we missed Kelly the first go around when season one was happening. We didn't know about her until <laughs> the episode when she died. And then we found out later she had been in four episodes. So we're Which doing blew our mind because we were like, how did we miss how we at Supergirl Radio missed the, the chance to obsess about a minor character on the show? It is it is a quandary because I and I, I credit Kelly as the reason that I think we have fallen in love with the minor characters now that we are so intensely drawn to them because of our situation with Kelly. I think so. Yeah, we we learned we grew as people we from did. that experience with Kelly. We have really tried to grow and change as podcasters <laughs> and and pay attention to those background characters because you never know what what will become of them. Uh, so we we definitely discovered that with Kelly's four episode long arc on Supergirl uh, season one, we which we are now revisiting so we can get the full the full breadth of of Kelly's arc. So uh, if you would like to watch along with Morgan and me, uh, I'll do a three, two, one play countdown and we'll start the episode on the word play. So let's uh, make sure we're ready to go. Y'all queued up, Morgan? I'm good. All right. So let's go three, two, one, play. Okay. So we're oh, start, start, starting start right the, in the phantom zone. Yep. Yep. This the swirly blue cloud like phantom zone. Oh, and there's some uh, brainiac looking lights happening there. Oh, she's getting some turbulence. Yeah, I wish we knew more about Kara's time in the phantom zone. She was really just basically asleep, right, the whole time. Yeah, I thought she I thought she just kind of passed through it, <laughs> like on her way to other destinations. Yeah. Kind of like me on like any plane after I take a couple drama mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Cara didn't seem to really know much about her her time in the Phantom Zone, but Phantom Zone is a pretty cool looking uh location in the the Supergirl TV series. It's been depicted many different ways, but uh this one is pretty unique. I like Cara's lamp. Yeah, it's, it's like one of those what are they called? Those like those light fixtures. 
I don't know a technical term for it, like a like the ceiling light or is that yeah, what yeah yeah like yeah the, it's pretty cool. yeah like the lamp it kind of like zoomed in on when yeah. it was like coming towards the door. She has a really nice apartment. It is a really nice apartment. It's not very big, but it's nice. Well, it's it's pretty big for one person. Although she doesn't have a lot of rooms, it seems to be like a big open space. I don't know if that would be qualifying as like a loft. Yeah, I think it is a loft because it doesn't look like she has any closets either. I noticed that that in that one episode where she like torched all her clothes. <laughs> she she did have them on like a big rack that she could like move around, which is actually pretty smart if you don't have any closets. Yeah. That that works. Yeah, but she's uh she's she's got a nice place. I'm pretty pretty envious of her Me days. Too. We got she's, to see. Oh, this is like when she's mad at at Hank for killing Astra. Is that? Oh, maybe I feel like that's what's happening. Maybe I. But I, I don't. But I think that she doesn't know that it was Alex yet. No, she doesn't know. That she for looks a real while. guilty. Yeah, <laughs> Alex does seem to uh, be hiding a secret in the scene. Although Cara didn't seem to mind, she had some donuts. She was fine. She didn't notice anything. True story. I'm eating a donut right now. What? <laughs> so I feel like. Or and I are are really vibing <laughs> on the same level. <laughs> Speaking of Kara, I noticed in the closed captioning it says, uh, "I guess it's supposed to be Kira, but it's spelled like K-E-R-R-A-H, I think was how the closed captioning spelled it. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting way to to spell that. I would spell Kira like K I E R A. That's how I would have spelled it. Yeah, that's what I would have went with. But, you know. The closed captioning people clearly did not consult us the, before. We would have told them the correct way to spell it. Exactly. But, but you know, I'm, I'm good with different interpretations. Oh, I think Kelly's in the background here. Oh, yeah, we, can't, we can't gloss over this, Morgan. Kelly's, this, Kelly's this is in, it. This, this is, is what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly seems to be in a lot of scenes with all of the CatCo employees. Like, she's she's part of this main group that's talking to cat and pitching things yeah oh ooh, crushed velvet <laughs> oh, oh she, she's in a she's in a, a kelly's in a scene with siobhan yeah i mean kelly just got her idea like shot right down <laughs> that was that was brutal to watch <laughs> That's, i would have let you write that story kelly <laughs> i would have let you write about that crushed velvet oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. Actually, Kelly's in a lot in a scene in the scene with a lot of characters. There's yeah, cat like and, almost all the major characters in the entire show. Yeah, we got Cat, we got Lucy, we got James and Siobhan. Those are some pretty major characters in a big scene like that. Yeah, I like that she called that cat called Siobhan brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> like she can't just she can't even be like bothered to learn her name well it is is it is a hard name for some people because it's not it's spelled a lot different than it sounds right i think that's really the problem with with it right so maybe cat had problems with pronouncing it so she just went with brown hair which is technically true i mean that's yeah i mean it's the color of her hair I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look this up. Is this during the time when Lucy was working at Cat Code? Because didn't she like she came into National City and then she did a little bit of like legal stuff for Cat Co? I think so. I think so. And it always felt very strange to me that she was there. Like I was like, I don't. <laughs> why? Why? It's kind of like putting a photographer in charge of your entire organization. <laughs> yeah, it's, kind of, it's kind of like <laughs> With- that. <laughs> We don't know though. James might have taken some like business classes. He's he's somehow he's managed to run Catco while also like defending the city while also I guess still being a photographer. Who knows? <laughs> I don't I don't I need his time management skills. Yeah, he he's he he uh he does a lot of things at the same I guess he's a good multitasker. He is able to accomplish a lot of things. And to be fair to James, I think Cat in season 1 did put him in charge like when she was out one time 
I forget That's which true. episode she it did, was. She did do that. So, so he's, he's like a trusted, he's like a trusted presence. Yeah. So he he did have a little bit of little little bit of time to to practice that CEO thing. He just like keeps putting more things on his plate. He's like, <laughs> what if I I I'm, I kind of hope like next season he like just randomly launches like a fashion line. Oh my gosh, that would be so great. He could so be good. like he could be his own media mogul like Cat. Why not? He could. He could. Why not? I would watch that, James. <laughs> <laughs> we just missed a really emotional scene. I, I feel like I, I feel like something happened with Hank. <laughs> And or or John and and Alex and we totally glossed over it. I think it was. I think he was. She was feeling bad that Carr didn't know that it was actually her that killed Astra, and Hank was like, "Don't tell her" or something. Yeah, that, that's that's what I said. <laughs> that's where we're going to go said. with. Yeah, that was exactly what it was. <laughs> well, and this scene with James and Carr seems to be about secrets too. Oh no! Secrets what? and lies. Secrets and lies. Always got to have it on a, on a superhero show. Because <laughs> if I if I remember, oh, there's nothing I hate more than liars. That's what Lucy oh, says. secrets and lies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get so excited when anyone on a superhero show says like secrets and lies. Now, just like <laughs> Lana, you live on. <laughs> And speaking of favorite things to happen on a, oh, a superhero speaking show, Smallville. speaking of Smallville, <laughs> uh, Laura Vandervoort has taken over the screens in Cat's That's office, amazing. which is one of my favorite like running gags that they have on Supergirl is like the the villain taking over the wall of monitors. That always, I know always makes me happy. Turning all of those monitors against her. <laughs> <laughs> well, and at least with this, I think Indigo probably could come through the monitors because doesn't she do that once in the do and she tries to like grab when i think so i think she like popped out like that little girl from the ring (laughs) i think she did (laughs) but livewire is the only one that i know that like has actually like uh come through the monitors and cat's office and like actually appeared in the office so I saw someone tweet the other day that they were, like, obsessed with how, like, anybody in, like, the CW superhero shows, like, when they, somebody gets thrown against the monitors and all the monitors, like, violently explode. <laughs> and I realized I had never thought to question that. Like, probably if you, like, got thrown against a TV set, it wouldn't just burst into, like, a ball of flames. That's probably true. <laughs> Although, you, you probably would knock it off the wall. Yeah, you probably and would. And hurt yourself. But possibly, like they like the, uh, on this show, they spark so much. It's crazy. I'm like, what is the electrical like in that building? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a plastino on a, a, a the plate on the that big truck there that we saw in this scene. That's a reference to Al that Plastino, reference. who has history with the Supergirl character from the comics. One of the the co-creators. That was like what ten minutes into the episode before we got the little Supergirl symbol. That's yeah, that's a that's a long like that's a long open. Was that was that one segment? I think so. Wow, yeah. I guess sometimes they they do run a little long. Getting a lot of Catco stuff. No Kelly in this scene though. No, I guess this was uh, when they were trying to build up uh, Siobhan in her her place at Catco. But yeah, I don't I don't see any Kelly background <laughs> background work always, here. Always looking. The the good yeah, thing yeah. about Kelly is she's pretty easy to spot because she's got that red hair. It's true. It's yeah. true. Although now I'm wondering who these people are in this scene, like the the two extras in the in the background. Who are those people? I gotta look those. I know. What's what are their, their, what's their story? <laughs> what's their story? What's going on with them? Where do they work? <laughs> what department are they in? I like first she's just like, don't call me ma'am. It's not the old West. And then her next statement is circle the wagons. <laughs> <laughs> I miss like, Kat well, Grant and her, her wordplay. <laughs> yeah. Then to pick a different metaphor. <laughs> Always using that wordplay. I mean, she's a good writer, I think. She is. Now here's now we have a scene with James and Lucy where we're actually in James's real office. Like this is his oh. office. I feel like we're never here. 
Well, and I wonder if his, de- like, does he have anything under his desk? Or is it just Cat's desk that maybe he sleeps under? I that's that's a good question. Like maybe maybe this is like his I don't know. Maybe Cat's office was his workout zone, <laughs> and we just didn't know that this was actually where he slept. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean this this office is pretty big. Now maybe it maybe it's like a shared space. I don't know, but I, I always assumed it was James's. Like. So it does look like office. it looks like James's office because there's like a lot of like photographs all over the wall that presumably he took. Yes, because remember he he was a photographer. Yeah, yeah, with that the with that one camera that got crushed. That and then one he was like, camera. I guess I can't I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he had ten cameras that he was displaying uh, and not using. I feel like we don't get scenes like this anymore where it's just like. Kara and and Wynn and James like hanging out together. I don't think so either because I think now because of their positions as heroes, they're off kind of doing their own thing. So like Kara as Supergirl's doing her own thing, and then James and Wynn and are guarding it up somewhere else. Usually, yeah. I miss the Super Friends though. Yeah, they don't they don't team up too much anymore. They don't. I mean, they kind of work towards the same goal, but not in like a you know, doesn't look like there's a lot of good food choices happening in like this scene. <laughs> this seems like one of those late nights candy. Yeah, lots of lots of bad. Oh, food oh, th- yeah, there she is. She's like popping oh. right out of the computer monitor. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about Laura Vandvoort being in this episode because I I have a feeling we're gonna get some good like hand fingernail action. She has oh, yeah. like glorious like nails on her as as indigo she was doing some serious like fingernail acting in that season (laughs) serious hand acting so i wonder if we'll see any of that oh there we go yeah she popped up those there we go those those big nails those big claws oh oh rough poor james And then she just kind of goes back into the internet. She uh, she has a pretty cool power, though. She can pop up anywhere. She's sort of like Livewire in that way, that they, they can kind of travel through those technological devices. Yeah, she was one of my favorite season one villains, actually. Yeah, she, was, she was great. She was pretty good. I, I liked her because like, she, she was one of those performances that she wasn't afraid to ham it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. She was, like, having the time of her life. <laughs> <laughs> it was always fun to see a Supergirl go up against a, a former Supergirl. That, that was always enjoyable for me. Speaking of extras, we don't know their stories. <laughs> like, who are, the, who are these people? And I mean, I feel like she could have like not ruined their moment. She could have let them have their proposal. I mean, that's a that's a big moment in somebody's life or lives. Yeah. It's not cool, Indigo. Yeah, that's 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 pretty rude. Uh twenty six point three percent is what what she calculated the odds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John uh, is in this episode too. You know, it's terrible, but when I think back on season one, I never really remember Non at all. <laughs> I remember him in the context of Astra, but I should yeah. I should remember him more in the context in the context of Indigo because Indigo and Non had that weird like tension. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, it got it got strange between these two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why I don't remember these two uh, interacting together, but uh, yeah, Non and Indigo had that that weird thing going on. Yeah, Indigo is like, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this interaction. I'm just gonna <laughs> tell you that I'm glad your wife is dead. This is flirting. <laughs> uh... And yet there's su- such a weird chemistry between the two of them. <laughs> like he's like he's like mad, but he's like. I'm angry, but I'm feeling this too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, villains! Yeah, they're fun. They're fun together. 
non non turn on her. Yeah. In the in the scene. I forgot how much you enjoy a good <laughs> choking. What? I don't I don't uh, want to know. I don't, don't want to know about the that backstory of their relationship mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there we go. Some fingernail acting lots right of, here. Lots of good hand acting in this in the <laughs> scene in particular. She's doing she's doing a lot of the waving of the like making sure you know she's got claws. Yeah. She's yeah. like in case you forgot about these <laughs> nails. <laughs> I wonder how long it took her to to get all that. I assume that's makeup on her, like all over her face. I can't determine yeah, I if, how much of that is like a. I and I assume that the brainiac lights on her forehead is some sort of, uh, not a mask, but what are whatever you call that stuff that sometimes they put prosthetics? on prosthetics. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Right Yeah, we are getting a lot of good Catco stuff in this episode. Yeah, this is a this is a very Catco heavy episode. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Wynn and Siobhan. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of uh He doesn't have a, a lot of good he's really got a type and it's like terrifying. Like yeah. that's his type. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think like like could could kill him is his type, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lyra's working out for him because I think she's at least, you know, s- sort of okay. Like, she seems to to want to fight on the side of good, but she's still a little crazy, too. So Yeah, there's still, there's definitely, like, an undercurrent of, like, she could kill him at any moment. Yeah, you, st- you still need to be careful. They did try to take their time with this the Siobhan character. They they built her up over a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. I liked how they did that, actually, with her. Yeah, it's not just a one-episode-and-done kind of villain. And I think you, yeah, I think like you needed that. Yeah, with, with uh, Silver Banshee, I think you have to kind of establish the myth- mythology behind the Banshee and all that stuff. So they, I, I think it was a good choice to make it a multi-episode arc for her although she got her weird silver banshee makeup too fast in my opinion <laughs> that is a classic she was moment. just like you know what i'm gonna do and then she, she like came out and she had the makeup on and i was like what happened to you <laughs> well, <laughs> who told you this yes. was a good idea <laughs> who gave you that idea although i think livewire she was in on that a little bit. Yeah, I feel like Livewire was like it's like the opposite of like those like um those makeovers you see in movies <laughs> where it's like just take her glasses off and she's beautiful. <laughs> Instead it's like here, just put more makeup on your face. I want to make you look terrifying. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Silver Banshee and Livewire are a pretty pretty good team. They were the what did they call themselves? The the Taylor Swift squad, something like that. Something like that. seems to be really talking about this uh extraterrestrial computer pretty pretty uh out in the open there in cat coat <laughs> it would have been great if like kelly just like walked by and oh was like oh, guys again <laughs> yes <gasps> what if kelly knew the whole time that would be I-, I would love it if like actually everybody who works at cat Co. <laughs> knows and they're just like <laughs> trying to ignore it because they see what happens to like <laughs> people who know the secret <laughs> Well, they're but, like, oh, they end up in danger like all the time. So we're just going to play it real low key. <laughs> but also, I think Kelly's story is a good example of how being friends with Supergirl yeah, plays to your benefit. benefit. Yeah. If he, uh, it would be it would be funny if like in the background of every scene, everyone's just being extra nice <laughs> after the Kelly situation to, to Kara. <laughs> just in case something happens and you need Supergirl <laughs> to come, be friends with her. Take her out to lunch. Just in case, like coffee. Me, me and somebody else who works here. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's the sad reality of it. Supergirl only has two arms. It looks like there's just like a gold bar that they have, like the key to the Fortress of Solitude. Just looks like, and I like that they that it's like not even well hidden. It's just <laughs> under a pile of snow. Like, come on, Clark. Well, you could do a little bit better. Well, but only. Two people theoretically could pick up that key. So you don't really have to hide it. 
I mean, people true, people true. can see it, but like if you or I were were to pick it up, we wouldn't be able to do it. So, I guess that's that's a good advantage for that. But yeah, the uh, the big ginormous key is one of my favorite things about season one is that they actually took something that was there in the comics. I think that's a very Silver Agey thing. That's kind of where I know that from. In oh that, really? That, that era of comics, yeah, it's it's a thing. Like Superman uses this big ginormous key sometimes at the <laughs> fortress, and so it was it was cool to That's see that. Awesome. Yeah, I got really excited about that in season one because some you know sometimes those little details sometimes get missed, so that was, it was nice. And we get a Legion ring. We get a good uh, close up. Oh, I was about to say, wasn't that a Legion ring? Legion of Superheroes awesome. ring. Yeah. We don't get much backstory about Superman and the Legion. Uh, we can assume probably that he was a member of the Legion as Superboy. <laughs> R.I.P. I was reminded the other day that Supergirl is the one who uh, who destroys Kellex, and it made me very I sad. I was a little upset with Kara again. So sad. He's so cute. He is cute. Oh, Kellex, you deserve so much better. <laughs> well, maybe maybe he can be rebuilt. Maybe there's like ten Kellexes. Um, somewhere. Maybe maybe Superman just has like a big storage closet of them. That's an episode I want to see. Like, yes. what do the 10 Kellexes get up to on their day off? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I want a whole like team of Kellex. Yes. Just, uh, oh, that'd be, that would be perfect. Maybe Supergirl is out for the count in one episode and Kellex has to go save the day. <laughs> Kellex has to fill in for her. <laughs> this looks like a job for Kellex or the Kellexes. <laughs> Well, if we can't get her, her like her cat or her super horse, I feel like that's a good. <laughs> it's a, it's good a mid ground. Yeah. And I think this episode is the only time we see James in the fortress. I know. I think I know. Alex no. has been to the I fortress. So. We've seen uh, Martian Manhunter in the fortress. Uh, Queen Rhea was in the fortress. James at least had the, uh, the I guess, the foresight to pack a parka and like a toboggan <laughs> or a skull cap. Yeah, he, he knew was it was going to be cold. Yeah. Oh, Lucy is not happy. So he much blew drama. off her date to hang out in the fortress of solitude with Supergirl. And Calex, yeah, he should he should mention that we weren't <laughs> alone. <laughs> and also, I think if he mentioned Calex, like I think Lucy would understand. She'd be like, "Look, I understand Calex is really adorable." It's like, yeah, I you understand. Like our relationship is important, but we all know Calex goes first. <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate in season one that like. Especially with this love triangle with James and Lucy and Kara, like Kara and Lucy were never really like catty. If yeah. I if I remember correctly, like Lucy was jealous of Supergirl, but there was no like animosity between the two women, which I appreciated. Yeah, I like that too. I felt like they were very purposeful about how they did that. And in this episode we uh we get a little talk about James's dad's camera. Ooh, but I think I think he hadn't ever told Lucy oh, about the camera. That's, that's right. That's the story. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see her. Oh, yeah, yeah. He never told me about the camera. You can kind of see your face. Like when Cara mentions the camera, like what? Don't worry, Lucy. We don't know much about his dad either. <laughs> I know. The mystery that is James Olsen. That seems like a good episode that they could do someday. Like, just yeah. a flashback episode with James's dad. You goofed. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of pictures up on the wall in James's office. Yeah, it's just like a whole gallery wall vibe. Is that his office? How big is his office? I mean, I like I said, <laughs> I, think I it was might assumed be like the it was photo his section maybe, of maybe it is. Maybe it's like the the work area. Unless no, I could be wrong too. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. We need a map of Catco. We do. We do. 
Oh, there's some Kryptonese. Oh, yeah. That's very exciting. I cannot translate it that quickly, though. There's a lot of... Oh, uh, nice, nice Doctor Who reference. Are you a big Doctor Who fan? Um, I mean, I haven't watched it for a couple of seasons, so I wouldn't call myself a big fan. But I, I used to like it. Yeah. I just got behind. I, I started watching it a little bit, but I just I got kind of overwhelmed. I was like, there's there's so much Doctor Who. Like, some, some, sometimes if there's too much of a thing, sometimes I get a... Get, oh like, yeah, I've scared. only ever seen like the like the new the newer seasons. Like yeah. I, I tried to go back and watch like one of the old Doctor Who's on like Netflix, like one of the ones from like the sixties or like the seventies. And it was it was too much even for me. Even for a person who like likes to watch things where like somebody's like in her in like a rubber dinosaur suit. <laughs> even for me, I was like, Oh boy, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that it's intimidating for me, like Doctor Who, but but I also still am very entrenched in the DC universe and like have been watching, you know, decades of soap opera. So Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I think I'm I think weird. you could catch right up because I, maybe so. I, I I probably don't know all the Doctor Who things. I just kind of watch it because for the most part, they're just kind of popping around from time period to time period. And there's not a ton to follow until like, usually until the end of the season. <laughs> so that's good. Oh, that's good to know. Here comes Indigo. Some, some nail acting is coming up. Oh. She's wielding a gun. Yeah. Oh, where did she like I grab think she, I think, Yeah, I think she took one. She didn't use it though. She just kind of. I think she just prefers to like like stab people with her nails. Well, I mean, that's that's a good use for them, I guess. If you're a villain and you have those, I mean, that seems like. Why would you need a gun? Oh, this is when she does her like weird stretch Armstrong thing. Yeah, where... This this I don't I don't um I don't know. <laughs> this... This was hard for me not to laugh at. Well, like, it's kind of silly. It's it, it's supposed to be intimidating, but it's pretty funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably why oh, this this long shot of her. It just reminds me of those old commercials of the Stretch Armstrong dolls where they would be like stretching both of the arms. Well, it came in handy for her. In, in it the did. Scene. It worked but out it, in, this, but is, in this scenario. It is a little uh, funny looking. And it kind of makes me wonder why she doesn't use it all the time. Yeah. Like, she could punch Supergirl from where she's standing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's a lot of good nail stuff in this, with the the nails going across the, the Yeah, there really there. is. Yeah. I'm surprised she's not actually trying to stab. Well, I, I don't know if she could stab Supergirl with those those claws. I don't know if it would do anything. Yeah, it might not work. It's I'm pretty smart, sure. though, like holding her in place. Yeah. <laughs> Although Supergirl just kind of knocked her out. And yeah. She, oh, and then she's, she's like, oh, that's crap. pretty easy. I feel like Indigo should have put a little bit more thought and effort into her plan. Yeah, it wasn't really well thought out there. But I guess she figured I've already like launched this missile. It doesn't matter if Supergirl gets away. So was the first DEO set, was it like a cave? Like the downstairs, of, like the downstairs, like uh, <laughs> below, like a, cause it looks like there's like a lot of like rock formations around. Yeah. When I visited the set, when I went on a Warner Brothers tour during season one, it was very cave-like. I was very surprised because I couldn't really see it as much when I was watching, you know, the show on TV. But when I went in, I, it looked like the Batcave to me oh wow i was yeah, surprised by how much like kind of there was like water like kind of little places of water all around it was it's very interesting it seems like they wouldn't want that with all the electronics <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, could, it could be a little dangerous but i'm sure they uh they took precautions 
Maybe that's why Wynn had to go to the new DEO and make sure that they weren't just putting piles of water next to the electronics. <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, first things first in my new job, none of the water near the computers. <laughs> Especially with all the the monitors in the DEO that get you talking about exploding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> monitors, they, they've lost a few. This is a pretty good Supergirl moment. She's crawling on top of that missile. Hands, yeah, cool. hands digging into the, I guess, all those metal scraps. Just, like, pulling that. Uh-oh. It's been so long since I watched this episode that I'm like, What's going to happen? Yeah, I don't me know. too. I'm like, oh, man, how does she get back on the missile? <laughs> <laughs> I remember really liking this episode, and, and now I can't remember how it ends. Yeah, this is a good one. I feel like Hank is really good at, like, ratcheting up the tension. Like, yeah. when, when, when Hank looks nervous, I get real nervous. <laughs> like, oh, no, space dads. <laughs> space dad doesn't like what's happening. That's not good. Yeah, he, he get, he's, he's very good at being very serious. He's, he's very calm, usually. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it when he's not calm. Ooh, indigo. Damn. She's like, I knew you were too stupid to be working alone. It's not nice uh, at all. This is the episode when she comes through and chokes when. Oh, yeah. Very fitting. She's, oh, and what a weird, like, what a creepy image. It's just like the, her arm through the computer monitor Mm-mm. choking when. But she's still standing there with Supergirl. Like, what is like her arm just like in the phone? <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I don't know if they, I don't know if they exactly show it, but yeah. I kind of wish that they would pull back on that. that <laughs> her, her arm just kind of like half in the phone. Oh, no, you see it a little bit there. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That felt like, like a missed opportunity. Like, <laughs> I, I would that. It's too bad she wasn't using like an iPad or something. She'd have a little bit more room to work with. That's an, true, an iPhone, yeah. Especially if like it was a smaller iPhone, that'd be a little... A little tight squeeze to put your arm through. At least they had an iPhone, not like a flip phone. That would have been really uncomfortable. <laughs> that still would have been pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, we get the uh, this is when we get the um, backstory of how Indigo is connected to Kara getting out of the Phantom Zone. And and that she kind of brought everybody with her, right? Because she Indigo linked to Kara's ship, right? Right. And then brought the prison ship yeah, Fort behind her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually thought that was a, a pretty good way of explaining what knocked Kara and her pod out of the Phantom Zone. Because she gets stuck in there, so what, what jolts her free? So I, I thought that was actually a... So at here's least, like a, least a an important question, I think. Um, possibly the most important question of the, of the episode. How long has that giant pink cat been in Catco? And is it still there? <laughs> I, I, I don't recall it. I think we need to tr- track the, <laughs> the giant pink cat. Because it, it is there throughout most, mo- uh, throughout m- most of the series. And sometimes it gets destroyed. I don't. I don't know the exact timeline, but sometimes with those <laughs> big fights in Catco's, like in Catco, uh, it gets kind of you know cracked or um, totally demolished, and they kind of put it back together. So I wonder. I wonder if anybody's been following that, tracking the progression of the the big cat. Yeah, if anybody has been tracking the progression of that cat, like. Like, tweet us. Let us know. <laughs> I Give would, us some insight. I would like to know. That's actually a good question. I would like it if the, the, that cat, like, after every battle, just gets, like, more and more, like, janky looking. <laughs> like, it's just clearly just been glued back together. <laughs> <laughs> or does Cat just buy a new one? 
Or do you or do you wonder if that's like a one of a kind thing that Cat had made just for Catco? Or maybe she has just like 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 the multiple Calexes. Maybe maybe there's just like a closet somewhere <laughs> with just giant pink cats, and every time one gets destroyed, she just like wheels out another one. Well, there's been another supervillain attack. Got to go get the new cat. <laughs> Glad I got so many of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she talked. Cat talked about her son. I guess she was talking about Carter. Aw. We got a lot of um, Cara James scenes like this in season one because they were trying to build up that romance. Yeah, but I miss them. I miss yeah. I miss their like their scenes together. Like even though they decided to drop the romance for whatever reason, they decided to do that. Um, <laughs> I, it would have been nice to have more scenes of them t- like just talking together. Like besides the romance, they were friends. Yeah, we like never really get to see them hang out anymore. Oh, and now she, I think she told James that he can tell Lucy that oh, she's super. That's girl. right, that's right. But I don't think that he realizes that that's not going to help the situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not only is she Supergirl, but I also told her this really deeply personal thing about myself. <laughs> <laughs> James and Lucy had a pretty tumultuous relationship in some regards, but they, they had a lot of history from their time in Metropolis, so it wasn't just a car thing. It seemed like it had. It, Things had always been kind of wobbly. I mean, they're really talking a lot about that camera in this episode. That camera, that camera story has that camera has really messed him up like across <laughs> multiple seasons. <laughs> it has its own arc. It really does. It really does. It broke up him and him and Lucy. It turned him into guardian. <laughs> I have to dig up what kind of camera it is. I actually don't know what what kind of camera he uses. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm not really good with cameras though, so I probably wouldn't know anyway. <laughs> I want to say in a lot of incarnations the cameras that are associated with either Jimmy Olsen or I think even Lois Lane and Man of Steel. Like, I think it's normally a Nikon. I don't know if it's because they have certain, like, deals, you know, partnerships with Nikon. But I think I think that's usually what it is. But I don't know expe- uh, specifically with James on Supergirl. I'm going to have to look that up. I don't know if they still have this. Do they still have this training room in the new DEO? I don't think. I don't think we saw that much in season two. We definitely saw I don't it a think lot so. in season one. Oh, all the secrets are coming out in this episode. Oh, uh oh, things are getting real. Things are about to get really real. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is why i liked this episode so much there's a lot of good stuff in this episode yeah this is like they like reveal after reveal yeah these scenes where kyler and melissa have to play these really like heavy emotional beats they always seem to break me up a little bit they're very yeah quiet. And Kyler especially, I feel like she's so, like, she's so sad in the scene. It just, like, kind of kills me. I mean, look how, like, glassy her eyes are. That is, that is roughing me up a little bit. I know. Oh, even Space Dad uh. feels awkward about this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I kind of wish I wasn't here for this. <laughs> oh, no. Now she's crying. This is making- <laughs> <laughs> the caption said Alex sobbing. <laughs> Thank oh. you. I could tell. Oh. Cora. Cora, give her a hug. <laughs> That's so rough. That's so rough to watch. It's really well played because you don't oh, know. she if, does give her a hug. Yeah, like you don't know if Cara is going to forgive her or not, and then, she, and then she does. 
Yeah, I really thought that for I again, it's been so long since I've seen this episode. I really thought that she was going to like just walk out. Yeah. I feel like is Space Dad going to get in on this hug? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't going hug. to. <laughs> he wasn't going to. He was going to try to get himself out of the situation. <laughs> but that's but nice Cara that just, they included like, him. Like sucked him in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a sweet that's such a sweet shot. Yeah. Of them hugging and her holding his hand. Oh, the omega the, the uh omega hedron. Or, oh or, yeah, or hedron. I think some people pronounce it hedron, but uh, this was a this was a Supergirl. This. What the movie callback? Yes, yes. They they used it towards the end of the season, but we haven't uh, seen it since. Is she just like literally in? P- okay, this is she not is. cool. Yeah, see, this is that <laughs> weird non-indigo he, he thing. Walked, yeah, he walked past like what looked like a foot, and I thought. That's not what it looks like. <laughs> it was. I don't want to know anything anything more about their relationship. They have a weird dynamic. Way too, way too happy to just have like one of her feet just like randomly oh. <laughs> on a table. You're so weird, non. So in the credits, Carly Nikonen is listed as woman. IMDb was correct. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm. it. It's strange to me that they didn't keep that consistent. Throughout the series, once they gave her name, I know. I feel like once you name a character, that's why their name? Why would you go back? And yeah, like not. That's that's hmm. strange. Well, we'll have to um, we'll have to look out for that with uh, her her final episode. I hate to say. Oh that. my gosh! Uh, we'll have to see if uh, Kelly gets the credit she's due in that episode. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I, I think that's going to do it for our audio commentary on Solitude. I had a lot of fun watching that with you, Morgan. So um, I'm glad we could revisit that and remind ourselves <laughs> what happened <laughs> and what Kelly was up to. So uh, good, good episode. episode. Good episode. Uh, solid episode. Um, well, if you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. We are on Google Play and iHeartRadio, and we're also on Spotify. We have a playlist there, so definitely check that out. And we are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com forward slash dc-fans. And, of course, we are also available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you've got some time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review. And we're part of the DC TV Podcast Network. So if you also like Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, DC Films, classic DC TV shows, and the upcoming Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titans shows, you can subscribe to DC TV Podcasts on iTunes and follow DC TV Podcasts on Twitter and like DC TV Podcasts on Facebook. So many shows. Oh, God. So, so many shows. So many shows. Apparently, the CW has recently said that they, like, have no plans to pick up any more shows, but I feel like they're just, they're just trying to lull me into a false sense of security. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, never say never. You you don't know what's going to happen. Something, something might come along and it will be, like, the perfect TV show. And they'll, they'll add it to the lineup. So, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. You never know. Never know. Well, uh, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. I'm also on Instagram where I post some pictures uh, that I take and sometimes that I am in on uh, Instagram at the DerbyKid. That's T-H-E-D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. I've got some videos over on YouTube at my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash duckmilkprod. That's D-U-C-K. In my L-K-P-R-O-D. And I should also plug, I, I haven't plugged this in a while, but um, I recently went to uh, Raleigh Supercon, which is a convention in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I was there to help promote and talk about a book that I contributed to uh, called Humans and Paragons, which is a collection of essays about superheroes and superhero justice. Uh, so if you want to check that out, it's on Amazon. Uh, I'm pretty proud of being able to be part of that. And there's a lot of great essays in there on a whole bunch of different topics and, and characters. Uh, so if you want to check that out, uh, definitely look into it. 
Uh, and you can find me on um, Twitter as well. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. I'm also on Instagram uh, with that same um, handle, I guess. Um, <laughs> my Insta- I feel like my Instagram is going to be kind of a disappointment. It's, But uh, it does have some good uh, Comic-Con stuff that uh, I took while I was over there. So that could be fun. The rest of it is probably just pictures of food and dogs and stuff. Which is also quality content. <laughs> it is. Maybe not what you're looking for. Um, uh, speaking of Comic-Con, though, I have some Comic-Con coverage that's going that's been going up on Buddy TV. So if you are a big fan of Winona Earp, like I am, or uh, of Teen Wolf, actually, I've had a lot of pieces go up over the last week or so, um, interviews that we did while I was over there at Comic-Con, there's also going to be some some legend stuff coming up uh, somewhat soon, which is a good segue <laughs> into the fact that I also co-host the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, where our motto is, if you haven't seen the show, you should still listen to our podcast. <laughs> it's The show is, is more... To enjoy our podcast more fully. <laughs> that's 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 been my experience because I don't watch the show, but I definitely listen to the podcast, and I I, I can recommend that that's you know if that's what, what you want to do, it's a good way to listen. Although you can't still watch the show, that's still oh, we're not going to stop you from watching the show. You should probably do that. Yeah, but, I mean if you do, but if you don't want to. You can still listen. I mean, we it's, we welcome you. Recommended either way, whatever works for you. Uh, to you know, watch or don't watch the show. That's totally a personal preference. Um, but I happen to enjoy uh, the Legends of Tomorrow podcast and and all the legendary ladies over there. Um, and speaking of Comic Con and footage, I believe we're uh, going to have some Supergirl interviews from the cast uh, at San Diego Comic Con. So uh, be looking out for that on the DC TV podcast YouTube channel. So we'll, we'll have some of that coming your way soon. Uh, but until the next installment of our Kelly Rewatch, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we're preparing ourselves for Kelly's final episode. It's, it's going to be a tough watch. It's going to be uh, rough. But we are, we are, we're going to take our time with this and really prep ourselves. <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully we'll really digest the end of uh, Kelly's Big Four episode arc. It's so hard to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>